Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker is here with me, and we're back for another Monday morning episode. Chris, before we get into anything, start us off in the usual way and give us the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 86. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy, 88. And in Chicago, it is raining, 69. And in New York City, thunderstorms with a high of 73. Well, I mean... It really hasn't been that long since we've been back. Obviously, we had the um, two episodes on Saturday, the news and then the good news. Um, But, Chris, has anything happened uh, over the weekend? Have you had a good weekend, first off? Uh, It was a good, busy, good, busy, relaxing weekend. If that makes sense. (laughs) Busy and relaxing, uh, obviously, the contradictory statements there but i get what you mean in the same sense the house has been quiet um i cooked dinner today i think i think i started cooking it around noon (laughs) and um it's a cauliflower taco bake it's some keto meal that i absolutely love it's it's just very delicious um well, it's tacos. So, what do you put in tacos, Nick? Uh, in I'd hamburger. Say, I'd say taco seasoning. Yeah, guess what I forgot to put in it? The taco seasoning. Yep. <laughs> oh God, gotta love so, these days. The hamburger was kind of meh, but yep. I realized this after it was already in the oven for a half hour. <laughs> so. <laughs> What did oh. I do? I pulled it out of the oven, opened up the seasoning bag, and just sprinkled it all over the cheese sauce. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, it still has the taco flavoring on top. Right. But the, the meat doesn't doesn't have it. No, no. Not, not really a good way to have it mix in. <laughs> oh, that's really unfortunate. Um, sounds like things of it. It sounds tasty, though. Like, I won't lie. It sounds good. It's very good. I don't think you would like it, though, because it has cauliflower in it. Oh, I love cauliflower. Okay, then you would love this. It's a cheesy cauliflower love bed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I could definitely get into that. My day, my weekend, first of all, was pretty, um, definitely busy. A lot of homework. Because here's the thing. I messed up this past week when it came to timing and everything i had a really like unproductive first half of the week and oh god i've paid for it i've paid for it terribly and so this second half of the week has been exhausting and i'm just looking forward to getting back on the right track for this week for this coming up week um and you know just just this is a learning experience a college learning experience don't do this <laughs> um but beyond that um the night that we're recording this sunday night it's been a very good day today um i went out to breakfast this morning with my great grandma and it was very good anyone who knows me knows i like uh sweet you know i, I love sweet stuff and so when it comes to going out for breakfast, I'll usually get something like pancakes, waffles, something along those lines. Well, today I had s'mores, pancakes, and it Did definitely... you go to Danny's? No, no, we went to a local place around here. Mm-hmm. 
I was at Denny's Friday and I had s'mores pancakes. Very delicious. And if you have a Denny's near you, there should be a paid advertisement, but it's not. You got to try <laughs> the um, caramel pancakes. Mm, oh my god, delicious! That sounds great. Uh, I've only been to Denny's once, and it was for dinner, so I've never experienced their breakfast uh, their breakfast items. But I've heard it's very good. And uh, I like their uh, breakfast better than their lunch and dinner options. I very much enjoyed their dinner, uh, though. It was very good. And I had a couple bites of their lava cake, too, when I was there. Oh, my God. It was so good. The one nice thing about Denny's in the morning is you're in and out. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And it's, like, really affordable. For um, two people, including Tip, <clears throat> we were out of there for 30 bucks. Yeah, makes sense. But no, it was a nice little local place. Um, pretty quiet. You know, definitely wasn't overly busy. And um, really good food, really good coffee. And it was a very nice morning. And then for dinner, we had um, we had steak. And it was like really good steaks um, cooked, you know, somewhere in between rare to medium rare. Which I, I don't have steak all that often, so I don't really have a set way that I really like steak or not one that I remember anyway so this was definitely going to be an experience for me and it turned out to be really 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 good did you just say you don't usually like steak no I said I usually don't have steak so I don't know how I like it you uncultured swan (laughs) swan I feel like you don't ever have any good food you just called me an uncultured swan. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm also going to be contacting Denny's about my paid advertisement. What's it to you? We'll definitely get. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be contacting Denny's. You're right. But we've talked about food and everything for quite enough now. We have a Zoom debate this morning. Yes. Yes, we do, Nick. Um, winner's right around the corner. Um, and that's the main subject of this Zoom debate, and it will be the main subject of next week's Zoom debate, because this week we're giving you our opinions, and then next week we want to hear from your opinions. Um, so in our local area, Nick, I don't know if you've heard the the predictions for this winter's um, this winter's snow. Have you? I have not heard the predictions yet. Okay, well, for our area, it's going to be very snowy with Mm. cold snaps. Okay. So cold snaps, usually they say that cold snaps are generally negative numbers, three to four days, and lots of snow. Well, that's pretty Mm self-explanatory. Yeah. So what's your ideal winter, Nick? Is that your idea, winter, or something else? Um, that's just kind of a typical winter for, for me. See, the thing about winter, and we've talked about, we've talked about this on a Zoom debate def- uh, before, is that winter is just one of those seasons that I just try to get through. It's not really a season where I have an ideal or non-ideal circumstance the one thing i will say about uh the predictions that you just gave me are that it'll be a great opportunity like a great winter to use the wood stove and i love wood stoves they are very relaxing 
in very they hate wood stoves <laughs> they're very relaxing very um yeah they just make me happy they really wood do stink everything up not always yes they do not always so here's your options the two options on twitter nick will be lots of snow with cold snaps or in the beginning of winter a decent amount of snow you know it's kind of like all the snow comes all at once and then the rest of the winter it's kind of you know two to four inches here and there and then the temperature wise is pretty level standardized winter temperatures mm-hmm. which one a or b um I'm going to go with the first one, and here's why. When you have a lot of that snow in the beginning, and then your temperatures kind of level out around, like, the the 20 to 30 degree temperatures, I'd say, is usually, like, pretty average around here. Um, I don't know. There's an atmosphere that's created by those temperatures that I really don't like as compared to when it gets really, really cold. As weird as that sounds. Um, but that second option just always feels so blah to me. And I feel like we've had that for the past couple of years. So I kind of am familiar with the feeling of it. And I just don't really like it all that much. Okay. Well, here's the right choice, Nick. <laughs> it's the other one. Because as for someone that works in the snow, mm-hmm. give it to me all at once. So I'm exhausted in the first half of winter. The other half of winter, I am not exhausted. And do not give me any negative degrees because you know what happens in negative degrees? Ice, lawsuits. Pipes bursting, damages. All cost money. So you know what? Here's what I say. Give me my six feet of snow all at once and then 80 degrees the rest of winter. 80 degrees. <laughs> oh, no. That's the ideal winter for me. And if you can't tell, someday, yes, I will have a winter home. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you seem like the type that when you're older, you're definitely going to be like vacationing down south for six months. No, not that far. Not that I'm far. I'm going to stay where I am until January 1st. Okay. January 1st until April 1st, I'm gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I, you know, I hear people complain about complain about the the winters around here. And it makes sense because, you know, there's a lot of snow that comes through uh this area, not as much as some other parts in the state, but you know what I mean. There's a decent amount of snow, and for people that have to work, you know, that have to commute or drive in um for work or for school or whatever that's definitely annoying those that have to clean the snow up that's really annoying so i can i can definitely understand why people would complain about the snow but i also am not a huge fan of those winters where it's like again you know that 25 to 30 degree temperatures during the day because i feel like at that point when it starts to hit 25 to 35 or 25 to 30 you start to get kind of sludgy it starts to get really meh and i don't know it's just depressing. <laughs> well, we're going to let the Twitter followers decide and everyone listening. What is the ideal winter you will have until Friday afternoon to make your voices heard on Twitter? 
And then I fear, we'll be discussing it Monday morning. I fear I might uh, lose this one, but I'm going I to... I hope you do. I'm going to hold strong to my choice here. You better. <laughs> um, so, getting into the news, starting with the COVID-19 update, the seven-day average is 106 thousand and some change positive COVID-19 and the seven-day average for hospitalization is 8,321. Seven-day average for deaths is 1,400 and about 392 million doses have been administered. About 214.3 million people or 64.6% of the total U.S. population have received at least one dose of the vaccine. 84.6 million people are fully vaccinated, which is about 55% of, again, the U.S. population. 93.8% of those 65 years or older have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, and 83.3% of seniors are fully vaccinated. We are currently have three huge unresolved issues in Congress. As we speak, we have the traditional infrastructure and social infrastructure and, of course, the debt ceiling debate. Let's figure out where we are this Monday morning, starting with the infrastructure bills. The president went to Capitol Hill Friday to meet with Democrats after we have had a week of progressive and moderate Democrats fighting in their own party about the costs for the so-called human infrastructure package. The human infrastructure package needs to be passed through the budget reconciliation process, and the cost of it right now includes the increase of the child tax credit and free community college, among other things, is $3.5 trillion. Then moderate Democrats are saying that is too high of a price tag and they will not vote for human infrastructure. On the other hand, you have progressive Democrats saying they will not give the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill that has already passed the Senate the votes they need. And this bill includes repairs to buildings, roads, and bridges, along with airports. And this is where we have a standoff between each other, and there are zero Republican support for the human infrastructure bill. In the meetings on Friday, the president told them to stop fighting, figure it out, and get the agenda passed. He even told them he doesn't care if the human infrastructure bill needs to come down in price. If you don't know what is in either one of these bills, head over to our Twitter where we have clips of what exactly is in each bill. When looking at the debt ceiling, unfortunately, there is no movement on that front. The House passed a clean bill on Wednesday that suspends the debt ceiling until December of 2022. Uh, as of right now, Republicans in the Senate are saying they will not vote for it. So if it comes to the floor, it will fail. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says that the default day is still October 18th. Now, transitioning to your mail. Your mail could start taking a few more days to get to you, and it's going to cost a little bit more. Under Postmaster Louis DeJoy, who wants to overhaul the Postal Service in order 
just slashed the cost by the way this plan did start Friday. And according to the post office, the current three-day delivery standard for first-class mail for things like letters, bills, tax documents, etc., will drop delivery dates anywhere in the U.S. within five days. A single piece of first-class mail traveling within three hours of a local area will still have a standard two-day delivery. Experts say the mail slowed down will likely impact those who live in rural areas in certain states like Texas, California, Florida, Oregon, and Washington. The post office still says 61% of the first-class mail and 93% of the periodic will keep their current service standards. Now, as for how much it will cost you, the post office temporarily increased prices for a regular stamp. The cost has gone from $0.55 to $0.58, and for international, it has increased by a dime. Then, depending on the weight and distance of travel of your packages, those could cost you anywhere from $0.75 to $5 more. It's also worth noting that these delivery slowdowns and increased costs will likely continue through the holiday season. According to the post office, they say you need to plan ahead. If you have a bill that's due, send it early. And if you have a package that needs to be sent somewhere on time, send it early. The verdict came quickly for R&B singer R. Kelly after weeks of sexual harassment testimony came before a jury. The 54-year-old has been found guilty on all sexual harassment charges, racketeering, and human trafficking violations. It took the jury seven men and five women a total of nine hours to reach the verdict. One spectator could be heard weeping as it was read, and for decades, the three-time Grammy winner topped the charts with mega hits, but allegations of sexual abuse kept mounting. Some of the allegations came from the new documentary Surviving R. Kelly. Weeks after its release, he was arrested on charges of sexual abuse. He denied all allegations. Kelly did not take the stand, but jurors heard five witnesses that were in favor of Kelly. He will be sentenced next May, and he is facing decades behind bars. Crews are trying to limit the damage from an offshore oil spill south of Los Angeles. The oil had ruined beaches and killed birds and fish. The cause of the oil spill is currently under investigation, and we learned late Sunday night that the oil leak has been stopped, but the surrounding area, people say, smells like a gas station. Sunday morning by sunrise, you could start to see oil surfacing. The Coast Guard deployed rigs to offset some of the oil. 166,000 gallons of oil were dumped about nine miles offshore. Beaches are currently closed for cleanup, And these beaches are home to over 50 endangered species. Getting into rapid news, Tom Brady played the Patriots for the first time since leaving them. For a more detailed analysis on how that game went, check out for Nick's article on Medium Tuesday morning.
Today is National Taco Day, and for more information about that, Chris will have an article out about that on Medium, so go check that out. Favorite time of the Monday morning, Nick? Only favorite time about Monday morning. What do you got for good news? All right, so for good news this morning, um, we turn to the western side of the country. Um, As most of you probably know, or all of you probably know, uh, California has suffered wildfires for numerous years now that have spread all across the state and caused lots of damage. It is destroy- They have destroyed a lot of homes, and um, you know a lot of families have had to evacuate. Well, a Colorado father-daughter duo decided to help in any way they could. So what they did was to start out they put up a GoFundMe to try and raise enough money to buy an RV to help a family in need of a home um, while they waited for emergency housing. And they did this around Christmas time so that, you know, a family could have a home for Christmas. Well, after they did this, they decided that it was something that they wanted to continue doing. Um, so they you know, they had people reaching out because the story started to grow. They had people reaching out, wanting to help, wanting to donate their RVs. And so they have now managed to help 95 families since 2018 um, get RVs to live in uh, while they wait for emergency housing. And they also have 100 more families on their waiting list, and they are currently working on ways to, you know, speed up the process of getting them matched with RVs. Not only that, but they are working on a way to expand the help to those who have suffered from other natural disasters. Um, Their project is called Emergency RV, and they are always looking for more donations. Um, but yeah, they started this whole thing because they wanted to help someone get a home, you know, a family get a home for Christmas. And now it has expanded to this. I love how people just wanted to donate their RVs. (laughs) That's expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not cheap. And it's more than, it's kind of like, I mean, there's at least 15 people that were involved in donating RVs, not mentioning all the people that worked on it behind the scenes. So it was, it's like a good news of like a community, not just one person. And I like that because it's just people coming together for one topic. good. Well, and it's one of these things that we've seen so many times, um, with these good news stories where, you know, you have one person or in this case, uh, two people who just came up with a little idea like this. They wanted to, um, you know, show some love, show some care for these families in need. Um, around Christmas time, they wanted to give a family a home. Um, and then this one act of kindness turned into an entire project that, yeah, like you said, an entire group of people has come together to help with to become this community. And it's it's ever expanding. I agree with, yeah, you're 100% right. Good. That's a great good news story, Nick. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news. And check out our personal accounts to see what we are up to. And check out our Medium articles. 
especially if you want to find out how to get free tacos for National Taco Day. But until Wednesday's dumb law, have a great start to your week, everybody. Bye, guys.